0: Hello? Can anyone around here speak basketball? There it is. It's the Confederacy Confederacy of Dunks basketball basketball podcast.
1: We're going back Back to back. back um welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks basketball Basketball podcast Podcast. it's really hard when I can't see you it's okay Um, we're
0: we're getting there you know we got to start doing in-studio
1: recordings blindfolded yeah uh I don't I don't want to do that (laughs) um I am the host of the podcast uh my name is Freddie Rivas and and who are you sir uh on the other end talking uh your producer Matt Duncan i just want to chime
0: in and say oh, that boy. sounds like
2: a very sexy way to uh record a podcast you know <laughs>
1: oh yeah we're, we're blindfolded, blindfolded. <laughs> yeah what's what's that sandra bullock show we're gonna like basically bird box. do that as we record
2: your sandra bullock show
1: uh, no, no I said, her, her movie said? Oh. it was a movie bird box Bird Box. Okay. Uh, you know oh, what? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair
2: enough. You know what? Your reference is good. So I apologize for ruining the entire intro to the podcast. <laughs> it's all yeah, right. thanks a lot, Will. I mean, I
1: think in some ways this is our best uh, intro, but in every other way, I think it's probably the worst. <laughs> um, but uh, you know what? Let's let's still do our goddamn plugs. All like, right. that. like, If people's heads are cold,
0: what should they do? They should buy a toque from Confederacy of Dunks. Uh, we do have a Shopify that you can go to to purchase the the hats, and Freddie will
1: mail you them uh, post haste. That's right, and for everyone who did order but then had their orders canceled because I hadn't (laughs) registered, (laughs) I'm so sorry.
0: (laughs) Trust me, we're on it. Yeah, and sorry for the insane shipping fee. We did change that too. Yeah, which is like double the So,
2: Honestly, tukes the
0: whole. You know, we're like that. We're like that Amazon purchase where you like, you know, the the shipping is like sixty dollars. Oh, no God. prime.
3: <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're smooth.
1: We're smooth, I think. No, we're um, super. No, smooth. We're, yeah. we're, we're hardcore Raptors fans. Um if you wanna if you wanna help us out, subscribe to the podcast. Uh yep. where can they find us, Matt? Where are all the millions of places that they can Check us out.
0: Well, we're on, uh, if you go to dunkspodcast.com, we've got all our links there for our Patreon. If you want to be a patron with uh, with us, follow us, contribute. And then we've got iTunes and Stitcher there too. And Player FM, Spotify, uh, all these things where you can subscribe. And when we have a new episode, it'll it'll come right at you. You don't even have to look for it. I think we crush that, don't you? Well, yeah.
2: Um, <laughs> when, uh, what site do you guys use for hosting?
0: Podbean? no 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 we self-host this this podcast on the internet yeah archive. we yeah. self-host oh, wow. this yeah. pod yeah, yeah
1: that's that's where we're at now
0: yeah
2: excuse me we're, we're
1: we're the Neil Breen of <laughs> basketball podcast <laughs> <laughs> so you know he's a thing kind of right so um yeah okay. I'd agree with all of that uh I say we just get rolling here because because people tune yeah. in this pod for the expert Raptors takes. They do, and uh, and for my mania unraveling over like a slow, <laughs> a slow period of time, six years now. Um, okay, uh, let, let's bring on <clears throat> guest number one, shall we, Matt? Yes. Um, guest number one uh, has done the pod. Uh, a healthy amount of times he's uh he's done it over the years he lives in la he's a hilarious dude last time he was on the podcast he predicted that the raptors are going to win the championship in six games he did he did and then hung up on us and that was it that's the last we've heard of him and he was right so it was like uh it was kind of a mystical thing give it up at home as loud as you can even if you're by yourself for will weldon
2: I forgot I told you guys to play that as my uh, intro sting. Yeah, Matt didn't. <laughs> uh so yeah, look, cut 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 the music quick. The 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 absolute goddamn audacity of you people to wait this long to have me back after my triumphant prediction of the Raptors winning in 6. A bold listen. Well, uh, all this shit I have gotten from from other guests on this show oh oh i'm negative oh i don't support the team oh my name is ennis and i could be anywhere from 24 to 52 years old it's hard to tell (laughs) i have gotten dogged on so much and then in our moment of glory who was the most like defiantly positive and uh, uh optimistic out of everyone I didn't offer up any negatives. I didn't say like, hey, I think we have a good shot, but possibly this. What did I do? I, I showed up. I made a prediction for the win. And then I hung up and literally threw my phone across the room <laughs> in a show of, of uh, triumphalism, uh, even though no one was around to see it but me. And uh, what, what? Yeah, what? the, the, the phone part later, was just I'm back.
1: Um, yeah, Ten months later, I'm back. I mean, all I can say is this, congratulations, you are a champion. And also, um, I feel like that was a good last kind of like moment for you for the decade. No, and it made, in, you know we're in a new it, decade it, now, a new will, right?
2: Oh God. We'll see.
1: <laughs> Listen, we didn't try to do you dirty. Yeah, you know? we I'll did say There was some
2: scheduling errors and Matt hates you. So <laughs> Look, I would, have, I, I would be I just, more willing to accept that explanation than just like, oh, scheduling errors. You didn't even ask me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that
1: was the first error. That was the first <laughs> major error. And um, honestly, not a lot of good excuses. But I, I think like I'll I'll do better in in, in this decade. I think I, I, everything. <laughs> the tukes, you know, yeah. having you on more regularly.
2: I bought a championship hat. And this is how you absolute worms repay me. <laughs> um,
1: I think we're gonna have a good time today. It's gonna be a fun podcast, and uh, let's let's bring on guest number two, shall we? Yeah, Uh, (laughs) I feel like I'm talking, I guess, out of a body experience, like I want Will to like me. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, you got to keep it moving here, right? (laughs) Um, Okay, Uh, this guy's amazing. He's a he's a hardcore basketball fan. He has recently pulled off some very um, dicey fantasy trades. And uh, in, in one of the fantasy basketball podcasts or, or fantasy basketball leagues I'm mean, um, in, quite a few people were upset. The trade actually got vetoed. Whoa! Yeah, I'm sure we'll talk about <laughs> it. Uh, I know this is pretty serious. Uh, he he's a little on my side with the Clippers, which I feel like I have an ally here. Um, he's amazing. He's hilarious. Give it up at home for Roger Bainbridge.
3: Very good. Yes.
2: <laughs> like. Like an eight-bit pharaoh, I'm brought in on my chariot. <laughs> yeah, did you like steal that music from uh, uh Dragon Warrior 4? <laughs> the, I feel Like it's
0: from a Zelda porno. I have a Creative <laughs> Commons licensing uh, for all my music. Well, so don't you dare. Except <laughs> oh, for <yeah>. O Fortuna, <laughs> that one, yes. that one they can come after me for the well, uh, the estate. But well, yes,
1: thank you, for Roger. How's it going? Time.
3: Thank you for touching on the very sore spot of the fantasy trade that got vetoed, like, uh, just stabbed in the back by everyone. Vetoes are league. rare.
1: I'll say this. I haven't seen a lot of vetoes, like three or I've four. I've never seen my, a
2: veto in a fantasy league. In my, like, entire,
1: fa- it's pretty intense. You need two-thirds of the whole league to vote
2: against the trade. <laughs> it needs to be two-thirds? <laughs> yeah. We're it's a like a Senate thing, We're a 14-team league. <laughs> but you're, yeah, you, that's, you, that's what you need uh, to amend the American Constitution.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Roger is the Palpatine of the league. <laughs>
3: like, see this is the whole thing. Everyone, everyone looks at it that way. It was I. I ah. It's there were a lot of bad assumptions. There was a lot of bad blood, and uh, and I got railroaded.
1: Do you want to tell people what the trade was?
3: Okay, and on its face, yeah. When you hear the names, <laughs> it doesn't feel
2: like it adds up. What is coming but, down the pipeline here?
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll just say this: I, you know, like I didn't really rally anyone, but I did immediately vote against it. Just as, like a, <laughs> it just as like a funny clicking thing, I saw the trade and I was like, "Oh dear!" And I voted against it and moved on. Um, so
3: yeah. it was a, it was a straight up one for one trade: Hassan Whiteside for Carl Anthony Towns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now. So in in both eight and nine categories
2: who was who was running white the Side. account who was running the account that traded you towns was it run by a guy named uh bodger rainbridge <laughs> 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 no it was uh, it was a one chris Locke. no it was oh, chris what? wilson
3: oh chris, chris wilson, wilson i'm sorry uh look i saw white size number three in eight and nine categories. Uh, and Carl Anthony Towns is very much not. He's something like thirty-three or thirty-four right now. Uh, he's been injured for over a month. You have got a guy that wants to make the playoffs. You know that you can. See, the whole point of the game is sell high when a guy is overperforming.
1: You're you're right, and and I'll, I'll say this as well. You know, Chris doesn't like basketball enough to listen
3: to this podcast, (laughs) but if he did, you'd hear a lot of people laughing. He follows about. This is the thing. People are assuming that Chris is some babe in the woods. People are assuming Hassan Whiteside is what he's been in the past instead of realizing that he's playing some really good basketball. And uh, people are assuming that Carl Anthony Towns, there's not a risk that he's going to shut down. So there were reasons why the trade made sense. Is Carl anthony Towns an infinitely better basketball player? No question. Uh, does and that it's trade not a keeper league, sense? I'll say that. Yeah. Does the trade make sense in a purely fantasy perspective? It kind of does
2: i'm uh, I'm imagining this Chris guy like on a basketball court right now trying to throw a soccer ball through the hoop.
1: <laughs> that's a pretty good. And, and if anyone who listens to this podcast knows uh, Chris Wilson, he's a very good physical comedian. So just go ahead and imagine that. Imagine Chris <laughs> picking up a soccer ball and whipping it with all his might uh, at a basketball rim and it just exploding off the rim. And I feel like I feel like that's pretty good. we should we should get going here on Raptor stuff. Is that cool, with you guys? Okay, Maddie, would you give me that Raptors sting?
3: Rap
0: <mumbles> rap <laughs>
1: You know what? I'm very used to that sting at that uh, at this point. It actually feels kind of natural. Um, yeah, I
2: like that. Matt Matt is like turning himself into like DJ Clue at the start of every track <laughs> <Yeah. clock> now. <laughs>
1: But he's DJ Koo. Honor. If DJ Clue was like always DJing, DJing from like inside a, a tavern, like a, or, or or like a, a spelunking version of DJ Clue. Yeah. That's like you know the audibility is always just bouncing off walls. It's kind of like,
2: oh, I see. Where
1: was this recorded?
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, was getting I that, like reverb yeah, on was everything.
2: Some, yeah, yeah. DJ Clue while he's vibes. in his tiny bathroom. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um okay guys uh let's uh let's uh, start with you will um i'll give you the first question so uh I, I was at the game last night uh it was um it was fairly frustrating it was i was also at that portland game where the raptors kind of just let it go in the fourth frustrating for different reasons it was like the mellow game i saw and the demar game obviously i love demar you know i don't really have feelings one way or the other for mellow but it was still frustrating seeing that but I, I want to kind of focus in on um, the dunk where DeMar DeRozan stole Boucher's soul. <laughs> and Boucher laid on the ground, like, looking up into the sky. Like, it was a prolonged delay, And, you know, he, like, no one really even came to pick him up that quickly. He was, <laughs> was kind of left there to die. Like, it was, a, it was an extreme basketball moment.
3: Um well, you, you don't touch a man after a prolonged lay, Freddie. You you must know that.
2: Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Just yeah, kinda... Who was it uh who was it who DeAndre Jordan killed a few seasons ago? Brendan I, um I forget. It was someone of the Knicks, I think. Yeah, or like the Bucks or something. Yeah, it was like so bad that DeAndre Jordan like looked guilty about it afterwards.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think uh, apparently DeMar um went up to Boucher, like, in the in the change room after the game, and Boucher's like, I don't think I should shake your hand. Like, <laughs> this is weird. No. Um, no, but I, I, I love Boucher. He was he was up there trying to trying to get the block, which, uh, you know, all good shot blockers get crowned on. But anyways, the question is, just as a hypothetical, where is DeRozan's career going to go from here, and where is Boucher's career going to go from here? Just like a super quick guesstimation summary of, like, from, from now on for DeRozan and then Boucher. So yeah, you, you first will. Uh,
2: I mean, do you want some sort of joke answer uh, <laughs> uh, about how he's going to be incredible because now he has the basketball pa- power of uh, two men because he dunked Chris Boucher's uh, abilities out of him? That's a pretty good answer. Okay, well, that'd be my joke answer. My sincere answer would be like, he'll probably end up as like a scoring option off the bench within two or three seasons where we will... Uh, herald him I, I think he might end up getting reinvented in a few seasons as kind of a, uh, a Lou Williams style like monster off the bench that right. scores like almost a point a minute
1: I think that's a pretty good guess I, I mean I, I expect him to continue to be good for a long time like he he was definitely looking at guys like McCaw and Lowry last night as you know guys who were just like not as strong as him or even a guy like Pascal he like he had more patience than Pascal. I think in two weeks, Pascal will probably kill DeRozan. But yeah. you know,
2: in this moment, he was kind of like his bag of tricks worked, and I and think I mean, that I couldn't, I couldn't actually watch the game. It also seems like, you know, watching some of the games and stuff, like this team is like absolutely gassed right now.
1: Yeah, uh, I think it's because the I think it's because the defense this team plays and the kind of like opportunistic offense they play it's like just pass it around and you know try and get the best shot but if teams are going to run a zone against you then it's kind of like all right well your best shots like McCaw yeah. or like Ronde trying to make something happen and they're so good on defense and they clearly like I think they're the best defensive team in the league like I don't know if every metric has them at first I, I, they're they're tops in the league regardless but I think this right, I think they're good on the I,
3: perimeter I don't know about that interior defense, especially that game yesterday. Their interior defense was looking pretty rough.
2: Yeah, I mean they yeah, missed Gasol enough. so. Like when Gasol's there, they're uh, monsters inside because he's just like yeah. so such a such a big body and also just like one of the smartest. Uh, like w- w- with it's wild to have him and Lowry on the floor at the same time playing defense. Like two guys who just absolutely one hundred percent know their shit as good as anybody. Oh, it's, yeah. like,
1: the ultimate, like, thinking game. Especially with, like, their, like, you know, fairly, by NBA standards, like, unathletic bodies. We're, we're, like, the most YMCA team with those <laughs> yeah, two guys. Old, old like, they total like old thing, man
2: games. I think it's a thing I heard Zach Lowe say. He was, like, has talked to a lot of coaches about playing defense. And, like, the number one method of having good defense is having guys who know how to play defense. It's, like... It it it's so much down to like, just like uh, seemingly like court IQ.
1: Right. Yeah. Um, okay. well, Roger. I'll oh, jump to you. Chris Boucher. Chris yeah, Boucher. Okay, go, go for Boucher. Uh, uh,
2: I give him um, uh, I give him uh, four more seasons in the league, in the role that he has, in the kind of role that he has when both Abaka and Gasol are healthy. Then same, the same kind of role is like uh, almost an opt, like the way you optimize um, uh, uh, what's his face, the guy we had for one season who would uh, get 27 rebounds in 15 minutes and um, then be absolutely bismack? useless the next game. Yeah, he's yeah. like, I think he functions in kind of a bismack role. Some games he's going to grab like 15 rebounds in a short amount of minutes or get a bunch of blocks. Other games he's just like, dudes are just going to be like clowning on him and his like skinny little body.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like a big part of his career is he's either going to have a huge physical advantage over someone as far as length, or he's going to be getting bodied. He seems like there's like there's no in-between for
2: him. Yeah, he's like a, a mini bull.
1: Yeah, he has a bit of the, like, I, I could see him kind of going the way of, like, Al Aminu, where, you know, he slowly gets his three-point percentage up to, like, a decent level, and is just this kind of guy you can plug in to play fifteen minutes on a good team and play pretty good defense and bother people when they're shooting a three.
2: Yeah.
1: All right, Roger. Um Yes. Yeah, pick 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 who you want to start
3: with. Uh, Boucher
1: or well, you're already or? talking
3: about Boucher. I'll just toss in. We just gotta get that guy some food. You gotta get some <laughs> <I> know <laughs> some protein, give him bulk him up a little bit, and I think he'll be he'll be fun, like, you know. He's hitting that three already. It, it's, it's a pretty good shot. If you look at his form, it's it's pretty good. It's definitely a slingshot of a three. Yeah. He, he, he does actually,
1: it's weird, he leans back a lot. For a guy who's that tall, like when he puts it up, I, I, I think he has a pretty good finishing ability. But sorry, keep, keep, keep yeah, going.
3: Yeah, it's that. I mean, yeah, it's true. He's just going to get constantly, people are already exploiting him. You can say that that's also because it's like, like, I mean, yeah, he played last year, but he didn't really play last year. This is as close to a rookie year as this is closer to a rookie year than uh, last year was. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, he's still learning the NBA game, but people are clearly exploiting him, <laughs> and they will because he's 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 a gangly good boy. But, but it, uh, so
1: he's twenty-seven. Do you think, kind of like 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 me and Will were saying? Like, I didn't even think...
3: know he was twenty-seven. That's insane.
1: He is, yeah. Um, and we have him on a really cheap contract for like two years, but like, do you think he's the type of guy, like he'll get another contract at like 29 or 30 and have like some decent years somewhere?
3: Yeah. I'm, well, there, I mean, it's, or, or do you think it, he's a guy who maybe picture, but we forget that there are some, we forget there are some desperate teams out there, you know, like, yeah, we talked about Bismack, you know, I could see Charlotte in two years going kind of like, Hey, this guy's cheap. <laughs> sure. Why not? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I feel like he should be able to net some kind of, like, minimum three-year contract. Like, he seems like he belongs in the NBA.
3: Orlando signs every person who's even close to seven feet for a certain amount of time. So everyone needs to do their time in Orlando.
1: Yeah, Orlando's definitely a team that, like, if you can shoot, they they will not pick up the phone. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> Like, if you're like, I'm a really good shooter, they're like, we have Terrence Ross, we're good to go. Thank you very much. <laughs>
3: thank <laughs> um, you. Thank you. We have one shooter. That's the NBA these days. Uh, All you need is I one. Saw, I saw Aaron Gordon get some threes in, in warm-up. I think yeah. we're good. Um, so what, what what about DeRozan? Do, are, you, are you like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of asking this
1: you... question because he's a divisive guy for, for a lot of Raptors fans. Like, I'm almost surprised at how many people truly hate him. And yeah. like pa- passionately hate him, but um, I mean, I I'm definitely like as someone who loves DeRozan, I've never really thought that he's like a, a like a bona fide like All NBA guy. I think he got All NBA once, but I think, he got think it, he'll
2: probably get he two. Oh, he got two. Think, okay, got, sorry. I think he got second team two two seasons ago.
3: Okay, yeah. Um, when I'm, when there was that flash of MVP talk. Yeah, it was. I think that was his like best
2: year shooting yeah. threes as well. Yeah, he was he was just scoring like crazy.
1: That was year one culture uh, reset,
2: I think. I also sorry for interrupting uh, Roger's time, although I I don't uh, I don't respect anyone else uh, other than myself when people (laughs) talk. But um, it uh, uh, I think the thing with DeRozan (laughs) is that so many fans spent so long uh, like defending him, too pat, like insisting he had qualities he did not, and he was capable right. of taking us places he wasn't, I think a lot of people have now swung the other way, uh, where now they're like, he was awful and holding us back. Whereas I think the people who always uh, properly understood how good he was, uh, but also had an extremely healthy appreciation for like just how much he meant and to the franchise, mm-hmm. I think those people have all remained at exactly the same level of like, Cause I feel the same way about him, I always have. And like last night was frustrating, but I was like, man, we already like punked the Spurs once this season. Like, totally. You know, now he gets one, and he gets to have some nice moments, and like, I, I, I can't, I can't be too mad about it.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm like that with Derozan too, where I think it's like, you know, there's people who seem to think he's like Jr. Smith. And then there's other people who are kind of like yes, he's like
2: J.R. Smith.
1: No, but I mean, like they they think he's like, like hurts that the team. Bad. You mean like like he's oh he's so bad he's like a J.R. Smith. And then I think there's also a lot of people who convince themselves that you know he could be like a Kawhi. Whereas like for me, he was <laughs> never close to either. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. Some people thought a lot of people thought he was better than Lowry just because they appreciated how loyal he was to the city.
1: Yeah, I mean, I thought they were close at one point, but I'm 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 a Lowry over DeRozan guy. But wait, so so Roger, like, where where do you like? Do you see him doing a Lou Williams type thing? I think that Lou Williams
3: thing is, is an interesting. I mean, you'd have to find the exact right team that that would fit for. I yeah. I, I, I still see him being a starter for quite some time. I I don't think, he, I think he would have a harder time accepting the bench role. To be yeah. honest, I think he looks at himself. He works on his game. He's a competitor. He's. He. I don't think he looks at himself that way yet.
1: Right. So he's like, I'm calling the Knicks, and the Knicks they're gonna <laughs> give me a four year max. Like, do you feel like DeRozan's more that guy, or do you? Feel I like- see
3: him. I see him ending up somewhere more like, not Phoenix, but a Phoenix esque team. Just again, something that's or like Atlanta. I could see him playing for Atlanta. You know, like just somewhere where they're just gonna let him go and score and he'll keep doing that. And it'll just kind of be the same.
1: Atlanta's kind of interesting because like, it would be interesting to see the, like, you know, the sunset of DeRozan's career next to someone who is kind of like, obviously the top guy that Mm -hmm. the team, that the team is investing in because I, I've never viewed DeRozan as a type of guy who is a bad locker room person. I feel like he would very much, you know, Like acquiesce to a hierarchy where he's not the guy. If you know, if that was the if that was the reality of the
2: situation, like for sure. Well,
3: I mean, Lamarcus Aldridge is more the guy than he is on the Spurs.
2: Right. Yeah. I think the problem with Lamarcus Aldridge is that he's not very good at it. Like he famously left the Trailblazers because he like kind of couldn't stop pouting about the fact that uh, Lillard was more embraced by the fans than he was. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, this is kind of like a different conversation, but I feel like Aldridge was, a, he was kind of like a weird turning point where the Spurs miscalculated in a big way. And I think the ripple yeah. effects of bringing him over were pretty damn bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, but I mean, I like, I, I don't know, he's a good player. Like, well, watching him last night, it was kind of, a, I thought like Abaca, you know, and Boucher at times were were pretty good on him, but he's kind of. He, he doesn't play efficiently, but he's clearly, like, super-duper talented.
2: Yeah. yeah, I also think a lot of guys on that team are kind of, like, the older guys on that team are, like, thinking of themselves as running out the clock right now.
1: Rudy Gay definitely plays like that. Like I think that's why he had hit his big dunk was not at all like DeRozan's. Like his big du- his big dunk was like oh, literally nobody's guarding me, I might as well like cock <laughs> it back and do yeah. a crazy dunk. And that's where like Hollis Jefferson was like semi-crowned, but he just got there so late because Rudy Gay was literally looking to pass and no one was guarding him, so he turned around and dunked.
2: Yeah, Rudy Gay for sure is just like counting the days until he can go somewhere and hopefully win a ring
1: when belly nelly hit that three i was like wait please say please say that name
2: again yeah belly nelly belly nelly Nelly? (laughs) (laughs) when he hit that three that's like a children's book character you just came up with like uh like someone named nelly with a big belly except
1: except he's real no it's (laughs) bella nelly What did I say? (laughs) Belly belly. Oh, that's pretty funny. My bad. (laughs) Um, It definitely like, I I thought I was in on the joke uh, until just three seconds
2: ago. Um,
1: My bad. Um, Let's call him Marco B. (laughs) Um, uh, When he hit that three, I was definitely shocked and frustrated that he was still in the NBA. (laughs) Um, I I had forgotten, like, and I feel like I'm, I'm not, I'm pretty good with like knowing like the, the journeyman of the NBA, but he is a guy I definitely thought had taken a European contract
2: at this point.
3: I didn't know he was, he was a big contributor to the 76ers (laughs) not, not too
2: long ago. Yeah. He's just a dude who exists to hit like a, like 10, he hits like 10 important, uh, threes and four important long twos that he clearly didn't realize he was like stepping on the line during <laughs> a season that's like his role now yeah, and also yeah. to get mixed up in my brain with uh Gallinari.
3: oh but gallo gallo's still playing gallo's still relevant gallo's doing shit
1: okay c's doing shit yeah. um okay wait let's the
2: weirdest, uh i cannot believe oh, uh, yeah, oklahoma well. city thunder we i obviously it's not planned to talk about but like the last thing I imagine would happen holy, holy shit. Chris Paul is like still an incredible basketball player. yeah, h-
1: him and Lowry have these like weird dual storylines of like being guys that are too old to be doing what they're doing <laughs> based on their like height. and like yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's pretty rare to like, you know have guys that are thirty three and thirty four like, you know, I think Chris Paul's averaging sixteen points, and like Lowry's averaging thirty points, and these guys are six feet
2: tall. Like that's Dude, nuts. It's 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 crazy. the it's the Phil Esposito thing of like if you have an enormous ass, it's you like have a real advantage in sports. Yeah, yeah, man, it's it's well, it's like uh, you know, like a camel keeping
3: all of the water in the hump. You know, like it's yeah. they, they keep all their drive and talent in their ass.
1: You're right. It is just like that. Um, Okay. uh, Roger, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's talk about uh, the Raptors getting healthy. Um, Gasol Gasol looks like he's coming back. Apparently he was training with the team. Um, I just heard, uh, I don't think it was Blake Murphy. Somebody said um, uh, maybe it was William Lou that, uh, that Fred isn't going to be out too long either. So his thing is kind of like didn't tear anything and, you know, it seems like we we have a legit shot of getting healthy again. And it seemed like it might be a year where there was just so many injuries that people would would play too many minutes and then they would get injured before, you know, everyone comes back. So I think it is kind of huge for this team to get fully healthy. And if you look down the schedule, it's, it's, I mean, we're in the Eastern Conference and we're about to see how bad it is and how (laughs) insane it would be for us to tank. Like, yeah. O'Shea oh, yeah. Brissett would start on a bunch of the teams we're about to play. So, like, <laughs>
2: hey, like it's like uh, put, 10. But, but put yeah. some respect on him, though. It's true. He's O'Shea
1: Brissett, he's amazing.
2: Yeah, I um, mean, that guy, young guy, like, in the he had to start, and you watched him, and you were like, this guy does not look out of his depth. I'm no. not going to say he's good, but yeah. he, he's not, like, lost. No.
1: No, and he's oh. 20 years old and he makes $79,000, which is insane. And he, uh, and he might be the
3: only one on the team <laughs> that can consistently get offensive rebounds. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, look, okay. uh, Hollis yeah, Jefferson yeah.
2: is pretty yeah. good at it, isn't he?
3: He's all right, yeah. but Brissett just gets the, like, he just has, like, a vertical that, that those guys don't have. It's wild.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: And I feel like Jefferson is definitely, like, one of those guys who, like, should be in Slam Ball. Like he, he's <laughs> such a like strong warrior of a dude who like every time he gets a rebound, the ball just like explodes out of his hand. Like
3: I just see, I just miss, see Freddie as like a medical trainer, just always like you know rubbing Rondé down after every game and just being like, "I'm telling you, man, get a slam ball." <laughs> yeah, just this wand. You gotta get a slam <laughs> balls where it's at.
1: Yeah, I, I would definitely use Rondé to like I re- just um restart slam ball. <laughs>
2: I do, uh, do want to say that uh, the call on my end cut out for like five seconds, so I missed something of what Freddie said. So I would like to say to any listeners, if what he said was like extremely racist or like pro-eugenics, I do denounce those comments. <laughs>
1: No, I mean, just to clarify on what I was saying when you were gone, I was just talking about how the ethics around CRISPR don't bother me at all. And I think globally, everyone should pursue – they should just do whatever they want with CRISPR and not communicate to one another. Yeah, um, like
2: um – while the call dropped out, you were like, I mean, if you look at the uh, shape of uh, Hollis Jefferson's skull, you can <laughs> yes. really see that the athlete part of it is bigger than in most people. Oh God, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Always bring in the phrenology confederacy of dunks. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. That's, you know, we, we, we like to zig and zag here a little bit. Um, yes. The two things we love on this podcast dunks and calipers. <laughs> <Yeah>. oh. <laughs> and of course, zigging and zagging. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Much uh, like but, uh, the zigs and zags of the skull shape of, uh, and then just the audio cuts out for ten minutes.
1: <laughs> okay, oh, wait. So I don't even know. Okay, okay, so okay my, my question was. Yes. Um. Oh yeah. Uh, <clears throat> who who should start when you know? Because we we've really seen a couple of players come on. And I'm curious what what you guys think as far as like what the what our best starting lineup is, or if you want to take that to like closing lineup, whatever. But like, well, what's our best combination of five players? Well, you still got um, go,
3: you got to go with your best five players. You go Fred, Kyle, uh, Pascal, Abaca, Casal. Okay. Like you just you just play your best guys.
1: So you're not. Of the camp that it's like Ibaka and, and Gasol should split the center minutes like from the well, get go. You I, yeah, think I, mean,
3: look, I think that's I think that's how you start it, and then you can start to tinker after about who you want to kind of hang on and what switches out you want to do. But I think that's your starting five. I mean, yeah, the, you know
1: Ibaka and 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 uh, and Gasol definitely did play together. Um, quite a bit in the playoffs. Like we use that a lot to, to kind of like fight off Philly's size. So, um, and he's kind of,
3: playing well, he's moving well. Like, I mean, he's, you know, he doesn't hit everything, but he's having a good season. So I, I kind of think I'm, uh, uh, in the
1: camp now where norm to me has come on as, as a shooter and, and mm. really so confident that I kind of like the idea of you know keeping Ibaka coming off the bench, but also bringing Fred off the bench, even if he ends up playing more minutes than Norm, because I, I like I don't know. There's something about OG in that starting lineup which is just good defensively, but OG is also maybe a guy who like you know maybe you leave Fred on and 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 we just are kind of small and it's Kyle, you know it's Kyle, Fred, Norm, Pascal, and and Gasol, um. Where where are you at? Well, what's what's the best like starting lineup or like you know five man unit for the squad?
2: I do think um I, I oh like when I was talking about guys who are gassed earlier, I think like OG is a prime example. He's a guy like his numbers have dropped off so much since the start of the season. I also think without um, Siakam, defenses can like focus on him more. But he he I he's like a guy. He and um. Norm really seem to have some sort of weird psychological thing where Powell plays so much better as a starter. I might he be really, wrong. I'm pretty sure no, he I have like seen the numbers on this. It's like, the, and there are some guys who, like, you know, psychological factors matter. So, like, and again, I, I kind of feel the same way about Abaka on the bench and. Fred on the bench and just like ending like, but Fred ending games on the court, right? Uh, you know, and him playing like twenty not because I also think Fred is like a a very good shooter, but he also seems pretty streaky and like I I, I like I like the idea of having him on at the end of games because he also seems like he excels under that kind of pressure, and I also don't know if I'd want to take OG out of the starting lineup because he it seemed to, like, really fuck with his head last year, Leonard coming in and taking most of his minutes because he was just, like, regressed so bad from his rookie season. And he seemed uh,
3: off for a few reasons.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know that it was ever published what, like, what his, like, pers- yeah. what the personal problems were. But, like, it feels like this season, even if his minutes are getting cut down to, like, 24 or 25, he's also a pretty stabilizing defensive presence. But, mm-hmm. like, I think there's I some also- guys... There is, like, weird psychology at play with some of these guys. Whereas I think Ibaka is incredible. I hated Ibaka for so long. Like, I just, like, despised him as a player. And, like, the way he, like, reinvented both himself and the way he seems to, like, feel about the team, uh, like, playing on the team and, like, his teammates is, like, now he's, like, genuinely one of my favorite players in the league. Oh, he's so modernized. Dude, and he'll play, like, 19 minutes, and he'll just walk in and get, like, a block he, he now is able to both catch and pass the ball, which came pretty late. So he'll get like a block in assist, no turnovers, hit a couple threes, uh, hit a couple free throws, a long two, and grab seven rebounds. And it's mm-hmm. just like, damn, Like this is like perfect. This is like an ideal guy to have on your team. And then you can start him, and he'll average like 16, nine, and uh, one and a half blocks. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, I, and I, I just just to kind of touch on a couple of points you said there, Will, um, one uh, with with uh, with OG, I think his uh, his father passed and then also uh, his appendix burst. Yeah, and the appendix
2: I didn't it's know like, about.
1: There's a lot of different stuff to amount to. And it's like his second year and Kawhi. And like, I think it was definitely one of those years where. You know, like most of the development you can kind of write off. And then to your other point of like the psychological thing, like my thing with Norm starting. Is kind of that I think Fred's a more competent player, and he can yeah. kind of like de- he can be a floor general a little bit. Whereas Norm, if you're like okay, make some plays for other people, like I don't think he can. And but he, well, that,
3: that was one thing I wanted to hit with with You you were calling or you were saying that Fred was a little streaky. I was like, well, if we're gonna call Fred streaky, and then we're gonna talk about playing Norm, like <laughs> yeah, that's oh, yeah. A, well, But
2: with yeah. Norm, Norm, you could just if he's like if he's, like, shooting, like, one for eight from three, you can just take him off. Yeah. Like, I do agree, like, the thing with, like, it, I think it's good having him start because there's so many other guys that the other team has to key their defense into. Right. That Norm is going to be facing a lot less stiff competition, whereas, like, even if Van Fleet is, like, shooting like shit, yeah, he can, like, run the game from the point. Yeah. So, like, there's always value in having him on the court, whereas norm i shoots like he just like hits if he's i imagine it's like if he's not being guarded very fiercely he can just like shoot the fucking lights out
3: yeah he just oh yeah he, he makes me nervous he makes me very nervous when he's out there and i want to see what he's like uh, obviously he started the season great i want to see how he comes back from this injury yeah
1: so fred on the year um, and we're, we're gonna move on to Fred and I like, talk more about him in a sec, but he's shooting um, 37% from three. Uh, Norm is shooting uh, 39 uh, percent from three for the year. Norm's 14 and a half points, and Fred is 18 points a game and seven assists. Um, but before we kind of talk about Fred a little bit more, uh, I just wanna to like hop on the the surge point because when you were talking about how surge kind of came in here, you know, as a bit more like he was less multifaceted that, than he is now. It's like, it's weird because I think he's had a lot of that in his whole career where people have kind of like, they've been like, you're amazing at this, but there's no way you can do this. And he kind yeah. of just slowly added stuff. And I feel like that's even... True, of like he did, How Hungry Are You? and now he's like, Oh, yeah, you think that was good? Now I have four shows and two documentaries, <laughs> <laughs> and like I'm just gonna be all over the place. Like, yeah. the, the, I think, I think, Serge is just, just to tie it back to the start of
3: the pop, <laughs> it like his high school coach being like, You'll never be a media mogul.
1: <laughs> I know, right? No, he's the Neil Breen
3: of the Raptors,
1: it's <laughs> like,
2: uh, yeah, It's the same way people talk about Jordan getting cut from his varsity team in like ninth grade. It's the same. It's like, oh, you know, they wouldn't let Serge into the uh, (laughs) A.V. club in ninth grade. And he's been rubbing it in their face ever since. Yeah. He gets Um, in the Hall of Fame and his whole speech is about what an asshole the A.V. uh, teacher was.
1: I definitely think if like there's anyone that's I don't know if anyone saw the um. You don't know Bo, the Bo Jackson 30 for 30, where yep. he basically oh, yeah. is such a total, like, athletic freak and now is, like, shooting crossbows with his feet. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Serge will join him at some point. <laughs> yeah. And Serge will be like, I can do that too, Bo. You know what, <laughs> what I mean? And Bo <laughs> will be like, I'm, like, 40 years older than you. Please leave me alone or whatever. But i um, 40. <laughs> Uh, no, not forty years. Uh, okay, let's uh, let's talk about Fred. Um, we already kind of were, um, and maybe this is an easy answer, but I think maybe not. Um, yeah, do do you think he's an all star? Well,
2: this uh, year, no, I no, I don't think he'll. I think, I think Van Vleet is going to like, unfortunately, end up in the position of either being like a bit of a contract albatross for the Raptors or like a fairly significant contract albatross for some other team because like i think he's like really he's like clearly like extremely smart Mm -hmm. and just plays like insanely hard but i like i don't think i honestly don't think he should be starting although our defense might get worse without him on the floor because he is like so dogged but he's also Mm -hmm. small but like i do think he maxes out as like a tweener in the sense of like He's almost too good to be coming off the bench, but he's like not, like he's not optimal like a, to be starting.
1: Like he's a Jameer Nelson type.
2: Uh, um, I don't know. I think Jameer Nelson was like worse than him.
1: Uh, uh, I mean, he, he was a one time All Star though. Was J- he? Yeah, and uh, yes, so, yeah,
2: he had some pretty peak years in Orlando. He yeah.
1: was. Yeah, it was kind of because of the Dwight uh, like attention he brought, but um, he, yeah, I feel yeah. like.
2: It, Fred is right
1: there. That's why I kind of posed this question. But sorry, go ahead.
2: Oh yeah, I was just gonna say. But the other thing too is, it's like, I I also like, uh, like I like him a lot. So I'm like quite fond of him. So I might be, so because of that, I might be being too hard on him because I'm like mentally ill and had a weird upbringing. So that's how (laughs) I treat people I care about. But um, it uh, it it also it's also I think I'm also. Because, like, you know, I I was, like, such a big Spurs fan for, like, the entirety of Tim Duncan's career. He's, like, my favorite mm-hmm. player ever. Right. And, like, I also, Tim Duncan and, and Ginobili, honestly, I might have even more fond memories of at this point. But, like, I love Ginobili so much. And so I do have a weird bias for, like, guys who don't start but are clearly one of the best players on the team. And I don't think Van Vliet is, is is anywhere near as good as like Ginobili is. But it's like Van Vliet coming off the bench, there are times where, you know, he comes on against other teams second units. And I think that's the times when you're like, oh, this guy might be an all star. Cause he like there are times where he just like, you know, he's this guy who's like as tall as I am and he's just like absolutely wrecking the other team. Man, I thought he was just shooting in his decision making. He oh, was. Yeah, he's always been the best like, bench mob guy.
1: Like even though Pascal was like just beasting and like you know everything was clicking, I really think you know because it definitely wasn't Delon, and I, I think there was something about Fred that that really made that unit click. Um, and yeah, yeah I mean Delon because- is bumming
2: me out post Raptors. I was like hoping he'd be better on like Dallas, but like he seems like he just sort of tops out as like very good defensive second or third backup point like he's a very good like long defensive one or two guard well let me
1: tell you when I went to the Laker (laughs) Maverick game he was terrified of LeBron Um, so you know he was
3: around around to get traumatized
1: he was um So yeah, Roger, what like do you, do you, free is that kind of an easy answer for I you I don't too, think or?
3: I don't think he's going to be an All-Star this year. I think if he had kept up the rate of play that he had about like the first 10 15 games and not right. got injured, maybe
1: yeah, because he had the whole, like, I'm leading the league in minutes thing going, <clears throat> which is always, like, you know, it's something. Yeah,
3: and he was, he was playing great. They were rolling. He was looking really good. There was talk about it. But then there's just too many other guards. Like, okay. He would, Fred's never going to get it. Like, if Lowry's not getting voted in, then well, Fred's he, not going to get voted in.
1: He, here's where I want to go, though. Okay, so l- l- let me just see if I can, like, like I'll, I'll, I'll do it to you, Roger. Like, so let me see if I can bring you through my thought process. you going to do it to me, Fred? Of guys who are going to get, like, voted in. And then, and then maybe where Fred can get in. So, you know, Irving is back, right? He's voted in. So, you well, know, Ir- he's all, yeah, because you know, he,
3: he has like obnoxious Kobe level stands. Right.
1: Exactly. So let's say Irving's in. Um, let's say Kemba, oh, you know, uh, Ke- Kemba probably Trey is Young in. Young actually
3: was leading the the guard voting, right?
1: Yeah, I guess that kind of changes it. If well, so, but let us say the the voting vote, voter guys are Irving and Kemba. And and as we know, Butler is considered a forward, so we'd have to count yeah. him. Uh, there's three more spots. So Lowry ahead of Fred, obviously. And then yeah. and then there's the two big stack guys. There's Trey Young and yeah. and Brad Beal, who statistically just are crushing Fred.
3: I but don't even think yeah. I don't even think Beale makes it. I would say that like Really someone like Devontae Graham gets it over Beale.
1: Well, and there's, there's obviously Ben Simmons as well.
3: Ben Simmons out of the him as a point guard.
1: Uh, Yeah, he's a PG in in Yahoo, so. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I guess maybe I kind of just answer my own question, but I I was just thinking that, you know, his stats are better than Ben Simmons. Um, So, you know, if Philly kind of drops off in the next month with Embiid being injured, and it's kind of like, you know, I don't think
3: think Simmons makes the all-star game either.
1: uh, He's going to have a tough time unless his stats really blow up or Philly goes on a run. Um, but yeah, I think Young and Beal are both kind of interesting to watch this year because, like, is Young really gonna? His stats are insane. I'm looking at it right now. He's 28.9, 20, you know, four point five rebounds a game, eight point four assists. But his yeah. team, his team is like Uh-oh. tragically bad. Like <laughs> his
3: team is garbage. But like he, unlike someone like Bradley Beal or something like that, like there's 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 diehard Washington fans who don't like Bradley Beal for some reason. Because like yeah, you're Trae a diehard Washington fan. So. I love. I love uh, gotta root for the Wizards, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's sad times. Yeah. Although they're a little fun. They're kinda of fun to watch. Their offense is kinda of fun to watch. They can score. They, they cannot play defense for the life of them. But um No, but like but like Trey Young just feels like one of those guys in the NBA that it doesn't matter who you root for, like, everyone likes Trey Young. Like People are just like, they like to watch him play. They, he seems mm-hmm. like an all right guy. People just like Trey Young.
1: Fair enough. Um, you hear that, Fred? If you're listening to this pod, people just like Trey Young. You it's don't true. get to be an all star this year. Um, I mean, that is probably true. And uh, he's definitely a star in the making. So it wouldn't be. I mean, it, the it, NBA it,
3: wants him in the all star
2: game.
1: He'd be uh, he'd be up there though, like as far as like the worst team ever that gets an All Star.
2: Yeah, but here's here's the thing too with Trey Young is like I've been voting for. Uh, uh, I'm not somebody who just votes all all my team's guys for All Star <laughs> game because like I was saying I was like no, you have to earn it because yeah. uh, love is conditional. But like um, <laughs> it uh, I I I have I have turned around on Trey Young because like. Trey Young is, like, a lunatic on the court. He, like, turns the ball over so much and takes insane shots, but also is, like, clearly, like, he is really good. And if he had been drafted in a year with just about any player other than Luka, he clearly would be the best player from his draft class, at least so far. And, like, the All-Star game is supposed to be fun, and, like, Beal is incredible and is the only guy on the Wizards who, like, can play defense right now. And I do think is, like a bit of an underrated guard because he always had to deal with uh, sort of walls, nonsense, but yeah, like Nubile's amazing. Trey young, Trey young. I've come around on in the all-star game. Cause I think it would be more fun uh, to have like a, like 22 year old psycho on the court, just like jacking up <laughs> insanely long threes. And then like, I mean, imagine that dude playing on a team with guys he never plays with. Will he ever pass it to one of his teammates? Like he will just be passing the ball to whomever on the court because I'm positive he will not remember who's on his team.
1: That is a very funny idea to explore, like, like uh, a guy who's just passing to the first person he sees uh, yeah. on the court no matter what. Um, yeah, he's
2: like, I'm going to alley-oop it to a guy on the Western team. <laughs> he's
1: just pure chaos. Um,
2: Do you guys remember in like the late 90s, early 2000s, when there were no good point guards and every all-star game was awful because all of the guards were shooting guards?
1: Is that like Rip Hamilton
2: era? Yeah, or like it was like Allen Iverson would be the one point guard. Yeah, because like,
1: who, who else was there? Like Mark Jackson,
2: Billups, like and those. The, it was like Chauncey, I think, made maybe one all-star team, but like Williams Mark, made Jackson, an Mark team. Jackson was too old. It was like just like a grim time for – I mean, it was a grim time for the league, but I remember watching those all-star games and being like, damn, this sucks. It is just like five guys, and when they get the ball, they just like are just going to look for their own shot because there's like no playmaking out there. Oh, yeah. yeah. It would be and like I, Shaq. Like Shaq would be playing like point center because Shaq actually had pretty good hands
1: the the skill set now is so much greater than it was like I, I just you know it's so hilarious when people are like basketball used to be better and it's like when people couldn't dribble with both hands yeah. like that basketball like when no one had when, a left hand it's like I'm, i miss the days worst when anthony could dribble yeah
2: it was yeah. like it, like I, I miss the days when anthony mason would play defense by hitting michael jordan with his car before the game
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Um, yeah, yeah, that, that is what what it was like, basically.
2: Like back then, it's like there—they're they're obviously like, uh, like, well, like bad, like racial implications <laughs> to like the term thug. But I do think all of the '90s NBA absolutely played like the Broad Street Bullies. It was like yeah, an entire they- league of the '70s Philadelphia Flyers. Just like oh, absolute goons on the court. and They had guys they had, yeah. guys, they had like enforcers. And like, think back to the era of the big white stiff where every team had like a Travis Knight who existed to foul Shaq six times. Like you had to have a roster spot for just like a big dude who would not get hurt in the process of fouling Shaquille O'Neal. Like that was <laughs> such a grim time for the league. And it does bum me out. That, that was the era of a lot of Shaq's career because, like, Shaq is. It sounds insane, but, like, Shaq is underappreciated for just how, like, insanely talented he was. Just, like, yeah. an incredible all around basketball player. Other no, than, like, but shooting, obviously.
1: Shaq had to go up against guys like Bill
2: Wennington, so. Yeah. Well, like, but it also was like, I mean, Shaq, it's like when he was, like, in his 20s and, like, could keep weight off really easily, it was like. The, those game like that like for that Lakers run. I remember watching those games and being like, "This sucks. I hate the Lakers." Yeah, it was like and the there was Warriors. no way anyone can beat the Lakers. Like they're yeah. just too like Shaq is. You pass him the ball and he will score. He will score yeah. every single time.
1: Which is what's so fun about the league now It's like there is no Warriors right now. There is no Lakers. You know there is no team that it's like that. Like you know it's kind of just like a foregone conclusion. Like when when people talk about. You know, like when, when people are upset about like how easily Harden can score, I like I usually like point to Shack, and it's like how crazy good do you have to be, where yeah. where uh, your opponents or fans are like, it's annoying, they're cheating. It's like I'm 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 in this Zach low camp where it's like stop them,
2: yeah, like it, yeah, it's job, like if, stop. Them. If it were if it were easy to play like James Harden, who is one of the strongest players in NBA history and able to just like stop and pivot and change directions on a dime. Everyone would play like like everyone would play like James Harden if it were easy. But the fact that he's the only guy who plays like that kind of makes it seem like he's the only player with like the unique both like like basketball IQ and also physical gifts to be able to play that way because that dude absorbs punishment all game and he just shakes it off because he is just an absolute sack of bricks out on the court.
1: He's the Carl Malone of our era,
2: yeah. Except not like the horrible piece of shit.
1: Yeah, he doesn't carry around a gun. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't like.
2: He doesn't like refuse to acknowledge paternity of his daughter.
1: <laughs> oh, Carl, right? Um, mailman, mailman. Okay, let's uh, <laughs> let's let's move on to some NBA stuff. For they sure
2: called him. They called him the mailman because he'd show up yeah. once during your life and then disappear forever. <laughs>
1: Wait, I, I feel like I've seen, you know, mailmen, like, you know, they're kind of like a neighborhood yeah, figure. I, like.
2: I've, I've had the same mailman, like, uh, every single day since I moved into new, my new apartment. So, like, listen, I tried, okay? I'm sorry for putting myself out there and making right. an attempt at something.
3: Will, Will we're not going to reject you. Yeah, right. That's what people who reject you say. <laughs>
1: yeah, and trust me, like, Matt is probably muted himself right now because Matt's, like,
2: probably, like, swearing at Will. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Matt, a longtime uh, postal employee.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> Matt is like he's a yeah he's a old ty- he still he always says that like you know he likes to ride the VIA rail because like that's the old the old way. I, you know what? I, I messed up a joke. I just way like it, yeah. worse wow. than Will did. So it's expensive, wow. I love it. <laughs> like, cause I started to get confused with who. Okay, whatever, doesn't matter. <laughs>
2: um i just started to get confused i brought up trains and all i could think about was how much i love trains
1: honestly (laughs) it's not that far off well uh i brought up trains and i'm like wow they do a lot of things uh and then (laughs) basically like uh a tumbleweed blew by in my brain
2: yeah yeah you Um, were like you know i hate that uh i hate the politics of atlas shrugged but i just can't get enough of that train talk
1: (laughs) (laughs) hey i like i like i like vast networks what can i say (laughs) Um,
3: What position would John Gould play? I think he's a three.
2: i, I think, think john i think john galt is the guy who uh throws a beer at ron artest and starts the uh yes, the, malice the, 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 brawl, the malice in the palace that's who i think john galt is <laughs> oh, man. John, john galt is a guy in utah who screams the n-word at russell westbrook yes, and then yes. goes on like fox news and is like i was just being polite in my criticisms yeah. and i've been banned
1: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah john, john galt definitely wears like a rorschach mask Oh, um, yes yeah. um, for sure right? you know what I mean he's like he's creating Worhack masks and selling them out of his truck um, yeah okay let's uh, let's talk some NBA and then we'll do some quickish questions sound good guys
2: I love it yeah your famous quickish questions oh yeah
1: so so, so I know you're excited well okay Maddie. Yes. Maddie, Maddie, give me that NBA sting mm.
0: this is it's Adam
2: Silver, Silver. <laughs>
1: <Jesus>. Classic Adam.
0: <laughs> All right, let's get everybody's energy up. When I say I wanna, Bobby, you, you say, say Webster, 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 Bobby. Webster, Webster, Bobby. Webster. Webster.
3: I mean, well, this, I want to give Matt real uh, credit for his restraint in not playing the David Stern fart noise.
0: You know <laughs> yeah, uh, thanks, Matt. Thanks for the inspiration. Yeah, yeah I gotta definitely.
2: I do it's have very to make respectful. It yeah, thanks for yeah. no morbid jokes. I <laughs> appreciate that. Yeah. David Stern, rest in. Okay. These
1: are all great ideas.
2: These are all great. Roger
1: made a joke about Matt's restraint and Will's like, Check it out. I don't have any. <laughs> um, we're having fun. Uh, Your
2: first pick in the NBA draft. Yes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <it>. oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: gonna use that siren um, sound, I like it. Oh my god.
2: Uh, <laughs> Okay. Will
1: well you know what? We'll do we'll do it like this. Uh Roger, you're a- gonna
2: it's do the a- it's, Adam, it's Adam Silver going, yeah. uh, uh David Stern was a mentor to me. I and mean, then it's uh, uh, just a drop of like Hasta la vista
3: baby. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <sighs>
1: Oh my god! I feel like I'm freaking like <laughs> John Stewart here, and like you're Norm Macdonald making fun of the Croc Hunter, it's like the day after he died. <laughs> oh yeah! And John yeah. Stewart's like, please stop. <laughs> um, I uh, I'm not at all like John Stewart though. So
2: yeah, you, you have be, actual yeah. politics. Oh, oh, oh yeah, you have got got like knocked a- out, Johnny. You have a comprehensible set of political beliefs beyond like hmm, can't everyone just be polite like in the old days?
1: Hey, what about those firefighters in New York? Okay. Yeah,
2: absolutely, first responders. Okay, um, well that was good. That was good. How dare you? How <laughs> absolutely dare you.
1: I was joking, but actually it actually was
2: really good. Wow. Um, wow. Sounds like somebody <laughs> forgot to never forget. Oh um, I can't and I won't. Um, Bing,
1: Will give me <laughs> give me your team. Who's gonna win second in the East? And Roger, you're You're on deck. It's uh, you're okay. you gonna tell me who's second in the East.
2: Okay. Who's gonna win second in the East? Yeah.
1: Who? Sorry. No, for you though, Will. Who's gonna finish second in the West right now? I can give you a oh, stand oh, in the West. breakdown if you want one.
2: Um. Oh boy. You know, I because I, I I feel like in the East it it feels like a lock with the Bucks, but like out West, man. Um. Uh, yeah, give me the uh, give me the top four teams in the West, like in so the order. It's
1: uh, Lakers, number yeah. one. Uh, I'm just still pulling it up, but Denver, I know, I know that. Number two. Denver, number two. I
3: think uh, Clippers the, are third and no, Utah's
1: fourth. It's Jazz third, Rockets fourth, oh, wow. Clippers fifth, and Dallas sixth. And I, I should say that the Clippers, Rockets, Jazz, and Denver are all in a virtual tie.
2: Yeah. Um, you know, um, for, uh, um, I, I think for, you know what, for second, I think it's going to stay. I think Denver is going to stay in second. I think they're going to get knocked out in the second round. I think the Lakers are going to have the, uh, the best record, like the whole season out West. And then I think they're going to get fucking creamed in the, uh, conference finals by the either the conference finals or the semifinals by the clippers. I think the clippers are going to I think the clippers are going to make the finals because like like what do Paul George and uh, uh, Kawhi Leonard love to do? It's like step up their game in the playoffs.
1: I don't know if playoff peas had a he hasn't done too much since those Pacer no,
2: days. Yeah, but like that uh, it's not fun playing with Russell Westbrook. I don't think and no. it's like and like I remember I remember that awful Pacers team playing the Raptors that we barely beat and how Paul George just, like, ate our lunch. He was the best player in the series, big time. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I I think he's going to, like, come – I think it's going to be a little bit, like, you know, it's just going to be one of those things where, like, the playoffs show up and they're going to – Doc is going to tighten it down to, like, seven guys and then it's just going to be like, oh, shit, what do you do against these two guys on the court just, like, smothering everyone?
1: I mean, their perimeter defense in the playoffs is going to be absolutely disgusting. Like, yeah, this is kind of why I'm I'm bringing up like you know that fight for second. You yeah, you might get a hard you know OKC team in the West, uh, which which is just like clicking right now. But I think no one knows what's going to happen with OKC. No one knows if they're going to like continue to win as they tear down or what. But I think yeah, the first place in the West is your only guaranteed spot of playing a team that looks like they're going to be
2: under 500. Yeah, absolute dog shit. Yeah, I really think I think um <laughs> I I really think the Nuggets will keep second because the Nuggets are the most very good team in the league. Yeah, so I I have the Nuggets and like Jokic Jokic is like I uh, I even checked like recently but like Jokic has really been coming on strong yes. over the last like month.
3: i And yeah, I was listening to uh the No Dunks podcast, the, mm-hmm. the old uh, <clears throat> old starters guys. Yep, and they were saying that if you look at Jokic's stats just for November, uh, in his whole career, he's just a pile of shit every November, <laughs> and then the rest, and then the rest of the year, he's great. And it's just like, what is wrong with you in
2: November? Honestly, I genuinely I... think he spends the off season sitting in McDonald's drinking a small coffee.
3: <laughs> I thought you were going to say just drinking milkshakes.
2: No, I, cause like, I, you know, I think he's just a guy who's like inclined to be like pretty doughy, but I think he's one of those guys in the same way, like, um, uh, Oka, uh, Okafor got worse when he put on muscle. I think Jokic is one of those guys who would be worse if he lost weight, but, Right. I do think he's a guy who. It just. It doesn't seem like he has, like, much of an inner life. Like, it seems like mm. he's very good at basketball and is probably, like, a nice, pleasant, like, guy, but, like,. I don't, what does that guy get up to? He seems like the kind of guy who's like, I'm going to get a coffee and goes to McDonald's and sits there and drinks yeah. a small coffee for four hours.
1: Oh, he has many a vineyard and he like has a very large donkey and like has a nice kind of like,
2: he has a ca-
3: very large donkey.
1: Yeah. That he rides and he like patrols his vineyards. Oh yeah. He's a, <laughs> like, yeah.
2: he's a classic. like He's a rancher through and through. Yeah. Yeah. Classic um, like rancher, but like not. My source of income, ranch like That's fun right. time ranch,
3: hobby ranch. Um, well, it also it takes a lot of time to shoot all the before segments for NyQuil commercials.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, yeah, but, yeah He is pounding NyQuil uh, <laughs> before every game. That's his secret. Um, so, so Roger, do you, do you agree? I actually have the Lakers. Yeah, Denver. I think I they're going to dip for sure. I, I I think the I think Denver's going to finish first. I actually have the Rockets finishing first, which I want to hold on to. But oh, I think really. I, yeah, um and i I think that the Lakers are just one small ankle injury away from a little bit of a losing streak that kind of brings them back to the pack. But
2: yeah I do the, though think, I, do do also think the, I I what? do also think the Lakers are worried about I do think they're this is like a season where the Lakers are probably going to recognize that like our best path through because LeBron is pretty smart about the path his yeah. teams tend to like, go for in the playoffs and I think this is a year where they'll recognize like first seed is going to have a way easier time than second. Right. That's a good point. Because like no matter what in that second round you're going to be playing like you're going to have the same experience in the second round no matter where you are but that first round man you're going to get to like walk all over whoever you want and then just have like a long time off as everybody else probably goes like seven games.
1: Yeah. The first round could like legitimately be Memphis. Yeah. Um, who's in eighth now. So Roger, what about, uh, so you're, you're, you're kind of with the, with the nuggets. Yeah. I was with the the the
3: Denver prediction. So I think East it's far more cut and dry. It's pretty locked. I'd say that Boston's going to take that. Um, they're just very good
1: now. Um, and yeah, so Boston's fully healthy. They, the, the, the Boston and the heat are both have like a pretty close to a 70% win percentage, and the Raptors are at 64, and then you got the Sixers, 62% win percentage, and uh, Pacers, 61 win percentage. So, I mean, I-, I predicted the Raptors, and then I was like, I don't know. And now I think I'm back to the Raptors. I
2: just it's, think it's they have not, such an easy it's schedule.
1: Impossible.
3: It's not impossible. I just see Boston playing really well. They seem to really like playing together. They all seem like they're getting along, and you know when you have Jalen Brown definitely playing above his head like right like and he's sort of regressing a bit but they're going to be fine because Jason Tatum's actually playing the way that we were hoping he was going to yeah. in his second year and also if you're if you're Danny Ainge
1: like I, I can't think of a team that you know what like kind of like held on to their assets in a worse way than Boston. Like yeah. they just, they let Butler go. They let Kawhi yeah. go. They let Davis go. It's just kind of like they let their assets prevent them from making like deals. Yeah, and it's it like, he, like
2: he overvalued the assets.
1: Yeah. And it seems like this year, you know, I think,
3: well, if, I if think Kyrie, Kyrie was his big play, right?
1: Right. Yeah. I, but, but I mean like, like this year, if you're looking, if you're the Celtics and you're in second and you're looking at the Bucks. Like you're not insane. You don't think you can beat the Bucks. Like they destroyed you last year, and you're worse. Yeah. Like I maybe Hayward's a bit better, but you don't have Horford, and it's like if you think Tice is going to stop <laughs> Giannis, you're you're like out of your mind. So, you know, if, yeah, if you're Boston, it's like, is it time to trade a smart or or a guy? Where, you know, you can get a big that's going to help you make a difference, or yeah, do you I think they fill
3: just- that void that, that Horford left?
1: I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I think if you're the Heat, you're kind of like the Raptors, where you're you're simultaneously winning and developing so many players that yep. it's a kind it's kind of about keeping your old guys, Butler and Dragic, healthy, or for us, you know, Lowry, Gasol, and and Ibaka, uh, and then keeping your young guys like developing and peaking at the
2: right time. Um, I, I, they uh, the, the Heat also like uh, we, Boston to me is like a team that i could see dropping off like doing like you said like coming in second and then just dropping off hard in the playoffs because they seem like the way the raptors used to seem yeah. where they were great in the regular season but then the playoffs would roll around and it's like oh that that's the best they could play like and now Ke- these other Kemba teams does not scare me
1: in the playoffs yeah,
2: like yeah, I, now I like these Kemba, teams are short, they're shortening their rotations and they're giving guys way more men- and like they're just playing like like dude the, the the playoffs are going to be miserable this year because, like, both Philly and the Heat are so talented and they play so fucking rough, man. Like, they are yeah. just, like, they are awful to play against. They love, like, cheap shots and just, like, playing hard and, like, really getting in guys' faces and, like, bumping them around. And it's just, like, mm-hmm. it, it, it just seems absolutely miserable. And the Celtics just, like, don't, the Celtics don't seem tough at all. I, I keep saying you this, tell
3: that to Wanamaker.
1: I, I I keep saying this is the year where basically the story I think is going to be that the the team that was the healthiest won the championship. Like I just don't think that there's another team like the Warriors where you can lose your you know one of your MVP caliber players and still be the like yeah. contender. Like any team if they lose one of their MVP guys or their top star yeah. doesn't have like three other stars who are like, we got it.
2: Like, I yeah, think it's, it's like, a, it, it, yeah. it's like when, um, uh, when like the LeBron's first go with Cleveland, when they were like first, it, it, like LeBron's first go with Cleveland where like Cleveland was first in the conference every year and then could not right. make the finals. And it was the type of thing where it was like, yeah, the best guy is on a team. That's like pretty good, but like, He just runs up against somebody else where that's like not quite enough, and then yeah, it ends up being like, you know, the Lakers are the super team because they have Bryant, Gasol, and Odom, which in retrospect, like, that that is a bit of a super team.
1: And Bynum, Bynum at that time was pretty amazing.
2: Yeah, yeah, Um, like yeah, that one year, that one year where Bynum was a monster. It's like you'd look at that team and be like, oh fuck, like what do you, like, Gasol is like really good. Paul Gasol is like a really, really great basketball player. Mm-hmm. And Odom was also like that five or six year period where he was like really good. I think that three is like, Colby uh, was starting to drop off, but like that three, I don't put that far behind uh, LeBron and Wade and Bosh in terms of both makeup and like what they can do on the court. Totally.
1: Um, okay. Sorry. I just, I just, I, I did the train thing again where I started thinking about a train. I'm like, what's going on? No, but uh, I'm excited for this next question. You're the, the only next-
3: guy I know who has a literal train of thought. That's his, yeah, his, his <laughs> his
1: I, I, I very much do. Roger, I'm going to keep that. I'm going to write that down, what you just said. I'm going to show that to people when when I can tell that they think I look confused. That's um, <laughs> Okay, yeah, maybe I should be like a memento guy and just like tattoo different (laughs) thoughts. Like, you know what I mean? Like different kind of like positive reaffirming, like just on my palm, like keep going, you know, stuff like that. Ask about the weather. (laughs) (laughs) Ask about, yeah, exactly. (laughs) If, uh, uh, you know, have a look, see if you're in an elevator, you know what I mean? (laughs) Um, Okay, Uh, I want us to, uh, you know, we, we, we can each have a top three or we can just kind of like rifle through. Like maybe a top ten weirdest guys in the NBA. So Roger, I'm gonna nominate yes. you to go first. Just weirdest, weirdest and let's 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 do players.
3: Um, yeah, like, okay, is that deep deeply weird, or because like watching Dwight Howard this year with like the purple hair and the really am going like I'm super, I'm Joe Super Team, like I'm the most friendly uh, play along guy. The Dwight Howard's is a like, wonderful pick. He's just—he just—he's bizarre. He's such a strange guy. I never know what's gonna happen. Uh, and I love that he's actually playing well. It's—it's it's great. He—he—he yeah, he seems like a bona fide weirdo.
1: He for sure goes to the Joker by himself, um, <laughs> with that hair, and he. Yeah, like, he's
3: yeah. For
2: for Halloween, he has gone as both. Heath Ledger and yeah. Jer- or all three of like Heath Ledger, Jared Leto, and Joaquin Phoenix. Jokers.
3: <laughs> yeah. Okay, well or he who- does he does like two of the Jokers, but he splits them down the middle. He goes like I'm Two Face <laughs> and the Jokers.
1: <laughs> Will who's a, who's another weird guy?
2: Um, uh, God, I uh, I forgot to think about this one. Um, I think um, I, uh-huh. I oh you I know got, what I, I got I'm some gonna go loaded
1: with- if you're if you sorry uh
2: right. i'm gonna go with uh i'm gonna go with kevin love only because like hmm. he is like the one of the like people say that marcus all can be like a real prickly guy as well but i think like kevin love right now is like the number one like prickly personality because he famously hmm. like didn't get along with his teammates when lebron was there because he's yeah he's just like I, I think he either has, like, a dry sense of humor right? Or like... That was, like, the fit-in,
1: like, fit-out thing.
2: Yeah, and it was, like... It's also, like, you know, he is like, clinical depression and is also... Uh, no guy in the league is as miserable as he is. That shit of him throwing that insanely hard chest pass... Oh, like, knocking over... Ye- yelling at uh was it whitehead and then just like hurling a chest pass at a guy oh no i well, see that sex
3: and he was like he was like going over to yeah, sex and like yeah. give me the ball it goes over and, there
2: and just like what like wh- watching that i'm like that. that's like maybe it's not necessarily weird but like that's a dude at the absolute end of his rope and yeah. i absolutely know that he spends all of his time in the locker room sitting alone, like muttering to himself like a mass <laughs> shooter. Yes. Um, okay, and my... also, ben, ben Simmons would be my other pick because what the hell are you thinking developing the skill set you developed? Anyway, sorry, go ahead, Freddie. Like, you have to be a weird guy to be like, threes? Not for me.
3: He is a weird guy. There's a documentary that either Showtime or HBO made about him and he really... Yeah, he doesn't
2: come off great. Yeah, and I mean, also like, I understand they're going through a lot, and some of us might have some uh, personal connections uh, to the place, but like, <laughs> Australians are weird. They are a weird people.
3: I love them, and yes, they are. They are
2: as advertised. Yeah,
1: why are you are you are you submitting baines?
2: No, no, uh, I'm. Okay. Bob uh, Simmons is Australian,
1: right? Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. He, yeah. And I think and so Ky- is Kyrie. I think I think
3: Kyrie is also on the all-time weirdos list. He's
1: got to be on the weirdo oh, list, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know if this is like cheating because he's not currently playing, but I, I, I was going to suggest uh, because of the news this week, Kendrick Perkins. Uh, <laughs> I think he's he's definitely. Like, I remember when he played. It was like it was odd. It was kind of like. You know, he, he, like, in the same way that, like, you know, there's people who don't like Casole and they're like, oh, you know, he doesn't have the counting stats. Like, Perkins was like that, but, like, he also didn't really have, like, the advanced stats. And <laughs> he just has, like, a constant furrowed oh, he's just,
3: brow. He's the huge guy that would clog the lane.
1: It, totally. And I think even, uh, and now this, like, the way he's going for KD's jugular, it just seems like, and I know KD's firing back or whatever, but, like, Kendrick Perkins, and like there was that time where he like almost got in a fight with uh fight with Drake. Like K- Kendrick just seems to be one of those guys who are like, "What's your, what's going on, buddy?" <laughs> um, yeah, my other guys are James Harden, who I think just operates in his own world, um, and uh, and and also I, I got to throw a bone to Serge Ibaka, who I think has got to be one of the yeah. weirdest guys yeah. in the NBA.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah, the, uh, James Harden is also like. Uh, uh this is not like a value judgment thing or like a like a homophobic thing or anything but like he also is like a lot of his mannerisms are like i find to be sort of uniquely feminine in hmm. the league like he likes to do a lot of like sassy eye rolls and stuff That's true. like that that gives that him true. like rolling his eyes and like kind of like like swirling sideways out of the frame of the camera like no one else in the nba interacts with people like that and it's uh, like one of the other reasons i cannot help but have a like soft spot for james Harding totally because he has weird charming. interactions with people yeah. yeah yeah i do think his game is like hurting the nba in terms of like how you like He's almost like a bit of the equivalent of the neutral zone trap where it's like, I understand this is an effective way to win, but like, holy shit, can it be miserable to watch sometimes when two teams are bad and they play like the Rockets? That is one of the worst nights of your life watching that game.
1: I mean, that's that's the continuum of like rules and sports. It's like really, really good players kind of like push the boundaries of like what the sport is yeah. from the carry to the travel to the Eurostep to the gather. Yeah. Like, I think it's like we're kind of just like witnessing a moment of that. That's, Was it uh, Wilt
2: yeah. or um, uh, Bill Russell who like necessitated uh, goaltending becoming a rule?
1: That was Wilt. Also, I believe um, you couldn't jump when you shoot free throws. Was Wilt, because bit, you just that was a weird one. I think they were just trying to find ways to make him like less effective. Yeah, he was um, like
2: dunking off free throws, right?
1: Oh yeah, sorry. That's why that actually makes a lot more sense. And yeah,
2: he was dunking. I could be wrong that's about insane. that. No, I'm not but, positive, but yeah, but he was like like dunking from the free throw, or he was line, doing like, or like jumping yeah. in. yeah. Um, okay. Oh, okay. Rod- so here's a wait. Sorry, to interrupt. Here's a here's a question. Is So is, um, uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, Adams on, uh, Adams. Steven Steven Adam's, Adams, is he weird? Is he weird or is he extremely normal in the sense that he is like a classic anime guy?
3: I can answer that too. He's he's Australian as well, right?
2: Uh, I think he's from
3: from New New Zealand. Zealand. He's a Kiwi. Yeah. Yeah. Kiwi. So he's like, he's got those Australian things just minus
2: some of the edge. Yeah. And he is like, he like talked, like when he was talking about, like, he just like talks weirdly. Like when he was like, Oh, everybody was really concerned about me getting hit in my nuts. And uh, people were worried about, <laughs> Oh my yeah, nuts. that was weird. I remember oh, that. Also, he,
3: we're missing the weirdest guy in the league by far is okay, Robin Roger. Lopez. Okay. The, yeah. The Rob, the Lopez brothers oh. are both weird, but Robin, Robin- is weirder. He's a grown man obsessed with Disney. People that yes. are into Disney in their, in their as older people are very troubled people. I'm sorry.
1: I'm so okay. The, you two are the perfect people for this conversation because you've made me remember the obvious weirdest person in the NBA, Spencer Dinwiddie, who's building an uh, Iron Man suit for himself. <laughs> like it's, I'm not even kidding. Google it. If you're at home, Google it. It's like over, it's like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Like he's having to like, like, he's like, he can't even pay it all up front right now. Like well, he's he like tried working. to
3: make like a blockchain out of his career or something. Right. <laughs> like how did that work? Where it was going to be like Dinwiddie dollars.
1: Yeah. That, that one's actually like, a, it's pretty cool. It's kind yeah, of like a like, weird, interesting thing. Cause it's like, he like the the guy who's,
2: was afraid he's of like it. fighting with the league. Right. Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah. He was trying to like leverage his contract or something. Yeah. This yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he's, he's up to stuff. Oh, yeah, the Lopez brothers, though, it is, like, because they both have, like, androgynous, like, if you were like, hey, I know these two people named Brooke and Robin Lopez, and you, like, listed their interests, you'd, <laughs> you'd be like, these this could be, like, brothers, or a brother and sister, or, like, <laughs> a, like, t- like, two 20-year-old, like, queer women who just got married at Disneyland, like, who who are these people? And then you'd be like they're both two huge guys in the NBA, just like two enormous brothers.
1: The and one they write they write is... a comic book together. One writes, the other draws. Yeah. Oh my one, god. Yeah. One can play defense, the other can't.
2: It's strange. one of
3: them insists on harassing every mascot he comes across. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they are like if you could like combine their powers somehow, it, they'd be like one of the greatest big men in NBA history.
1: Yeah, but they are forever split in half. Um, okay, yeah, let's. Uh, treasure,
2: I'll day. treasure my time with them in the league, 100%. Let's.
1: Uh, I, I had one more question, but I think I think we got to move to quickish questions yep. because let's uh, do it. We're we're running a little long but it's it's been a little wonderful so that's that's fine. Um, it's
3: been a little wonderful. Is
1: that is that the like scariest Kevin O'Leary thing I've ever said in my life or what? <laughs> <laughs> um okay, Maddie, would you give me that quickest question sting? Quickish question.
2: David Stern. <laughs> yeah, I oh, was just God. thinking, like, I've I've got a quickest question for you. Is David <laughs> Stern dead? Yes, it, 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 yes, 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 yes.
1: I do think, Matt, <laughs> this is our last podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, um, this might be it. We're we're trying to get into the NBA. <laughs> Um, you know, it's taken a bit. I'll say that, but um, yeah, this is. We this didn't is, kill the guy. What's your
2: problem? Yeah. We're just having well, a little it's fun. <laughs> it's all out of. We're just shirt.
1: having a little fun, dancing on a man's grave. <laughs> okay, well, if we were popular enough and the algorithms <laughs> picked us up. I, I'm sure I would get a NBA official <laughs> knocking on my door um, and I would send them straight to Hollywood. That's where Will Welden is. Go get them. Uh, 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 all the
2: stars are celebrating <laughs> Oscar nom Monday. You better believe it. <laughs>
1: um, okay. Let's, uh, let's do some quickest questions. You guys know how it works. I'm amazing. at reading questions. There will be no confusion at any point. Um, you got to answer as quick as you can. No phone a friend. Uh.
2: Yeah, I love it when I say that. Okay, hey, cool, Matt, um, cool, cool, relevant reference, man. Yeah, know, You guys, if you listen to this pod, you know yeah. Regis Philbin. And like, if you, uh, if you, uh, if you don't answer on the time, I'm sorry. You are the weakest link.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep.
2: Oh my God, the weakest link. That, that, that takes me back.
1: The weakest link in Atari came out at the same time, I think.
2: What? Um. <laughs> okay, okay. Good, good. one. Another classic, Freddie. Is-
1: <laughs> I am on fire uh, uh, Freddie
2: Rivas, Crushing it cr- 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 Crushing it
1: Hey, <laughs> David <Mike>. Stern dead <laughs> Okay well Honestly just start the music Matt I'm starting with Roger
3: Oh my god
1: Roger you ready? Yeah bud Okay it's come from Jonathan Cast the remake of Fear Using only people from the NBA community Oh my okay,
3: god but- Mark Wahlberg is Russell Westbrook, because I because I could just picture Russell Westbrook just banging his chest with his fist. <laughs> yep, um, and then the Reese Witherspoon would be Kelly Oubre Jr.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Um, Will, uh, oh,
3: you
2: know uh, you know who should play the Reese uh, Witherspoon p- part is uh, Empty Stats. Because oh. Oh. I do believe Russell Westbrook would cut off a dog's head to get an empty triple double.
1: <laughs> oh my God! Cut off a dog's head. He cuts off a dog's
3: head in that movie.
1: But I'm picturing that now. That's horrible. Yeah, he pushes
2: um, it through the
3: doggy door. I'm, I am picturing Russell Westbrook fingering Kelly Oubre Jr. on a roller coaster. Oh my God! <laughs>
0: oh man,
1: I don't think we should talk about fear anymore. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> you, have not,
3: you have to watch it.
0: Okay. Uh, uh, not a great
3: reference to the show.
1: Will, uh, <laughs> ju- this is from Jonathan as well. He says, all-star picks, question mark. You know, that's too much. So why don't you just tell me something that's going to happen. Make a prediction uh, at, about All-Star Weekend.
2: Yeah. Um, uh, I think Trey Young is going to get put in the skills competition and he will be the first player ever to not finish the skills competition. <laughs> Has that amazing. happened? Has that happened? Do, can, do you? I don't remember. I don't think you can run out of time. But yeah, I don't know. Whatever. I'm insulting Trey Young is my answer.
1: Good. I like it. Uh, Matt. Um, William Liu joked recently that for the All-Star Skills Competition they should have really unsuitable competitors for these events. Example, Ben Simmons in the three-point shooting contest would basically run from one ball rack to the next without doing anything. Who else would you put in a lack of skills competition like this? Um,
0: well, I would definitely want to put uh, someone like Okay, so yeah, Ben Simmons doing the three pointer. Who'd be a really bad dunker? Like maybe, I mean, I love the guy, but let's let's throw Kyle in there for, for the for the dunk competition. <laughs> yeah,
1: throw Kyle and Gasol yeah. in there.
0: Yeah. Oh, Gasol would be great too. Yeah, it looks like it. It takes a like a, a year off his life every time he dunks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, Roger. It's coming nope. from Tristan. You're coaching this celebrity game. Which celebs make your starting five?
3: starting five gotta go win butler mvp uh you go justin bieber uh sarah silverman she always likes to point out that she plays basketball with gary shandling when he was alive (laughs) she can she can just regale us with gary shandling stories uh adam sandler loves ball and uh, he's hot on the uncut gems uh train and then i need one more player yes Oh celebrity. Will Weldon.
1: Whoa. Okay, Will. Oh, hell yeah. Follow-up yeah. question by Jonathan. If you're a celebrity playing in this game, what do you do to prevent Win Butler of the Arcade Fire from winning the MVP?
2: Um oh god. Uh 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 um you play hard nosed defense on him. <laughs> I don't know. You I like grab he, his, uh, you grab his long hair, and like uh, to pre- every time he goes up for a layup. I don't know.
3: It's, you got to play dirty. You got to like. You got to spread a rumor that there's been a disaster in Haiti, <laughs> and then he'll get very distracted.
2: Yeah, that's anyway. like I'm not. I'm not familiar enough with Win Butler to be able to like adequately come up with a response to this one. I, I
1: think I'm familiar familiar enough to say that. Probably something along the lines of saying, like, I love the killers would like <laughs> would really throw him off. Um, or if you like kind of kept talking about like quoting Bruno Mars tracks. Um, OK, uh, Matt, this has come from Matt. Now, very, very similar to your first question. So listen closely. Oh, boy. Lou Williams, not William Lou. Joked recently that for the all star skills competition, they should have really unsuitable competitors for these events. Example <laughs> Ben Simmons in the three point contest would basically run from one ball rack to the next without doing anything. He then faded to his right from the mid range and clanked a shot off the back rim. Who else would you put in a lack of skills competition like that?
0: <laughs> is this the same? It's the same question. question is this, this it's is the different? Same
1: question, except this time it's from. It's from Lou Williams, not William Lou. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) And it's while he's taking a shot. So, you know, let that affect your answer. Oh, God, I hate this. Um,
0: (laughs) I'd I'd say that I'd like to put, you know what? I want to bring back my boy Chuck Hayes for a three-point competition.
1: I love it. Okay, two more questions here. Roger, the Warriors are on pace to go 18-64 and 64 this season. Seriously, has anybody checked on Ennis?
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I haven't. Yeah,
1: so there you have it, Jonathan. Roger
3: has no not checked, checked on, on him. Ennis.
0: Isn't and he supposed pro- to be at Will's
1: right now? I We don't know. We don't know where <laughs> Ennis is. Um, Maybe, yeah, like, I don't know, maybe went to Santa Monica. Uh, I know some neighborhoods in L.A. now, so I'm going to try and
2: quote them periodically. Yeah, I feel like all, uh, like Ennis every every day, I feel like I am seeing him constantly post a new post on Facebook that he needs to sublet his apartment for <laughs> a like different period of time.
1: If you need an apartment, get a hold of Ennis, especially yeah. if you're an injured warrior. Um, okay, last question. Will uh, it's coming from Matt? Toronto celebrity all-star picks. So Fuck. who's who's the Toronto celebrity all-star team?
2: Oh boy. Um, okay, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna go positionless. Uh, I'm gonna start with uh, Cardinal Official. Of oh yeah, uh, wonderful. Yeah, I'm going a real and then um and then just because I feel like tension really help can like help teams. You don't want everybody to be too good of friends. I'm also going to put Chaos on there because they oh, famously no. had a beef like, like 17
1: that. years ago. I thought you were going to say Doug Ford, but okay.
2: <laughs> no. Um uh, uh oh god, who was um who was the uh the mayor of uh Toronto uh before Rob Ford? What was his name? David Miller. Uh, mayor Miller. Yeah. Mayor uh, Miller. We'll go we'll, we'll throw um Mayor Miller on there as like <laughs> okay. a uh as like a stabilizing presence that everyone can slowly grow to hate over a period of mm-hmm. years. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh God. Uh, we'll go, um, uh, we'll throw, uh, uh, Michael Sarah on there, even though I think he's from like Brampton. Um, yep. uh, yeah. we'll, we'll put, we'll put him on there because, um, uh, you know, I don't know. He was Scott Pilgrim. And, uh, yeah, 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 exactly. We'll go, uh, yeah. Michael Sarah as Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> yeah. Um, And, uh, uh, for the last one, we'll, um, we'll go with, as opposed to, like, um, you know, there have been, like, the uh, the Twin Towers and uh, lots of, like, famous twosomes with, like, tough names. Uh-huh. We'll go in the opposite direction, and we'll go with the Willowy Boys, Michael Sarah, and Jay Baruchel in the back <laughs> <laughs> okay. oh Jay Baruchel might be from Vancouver. I'm not 100 He's 100%. from Montreal. I mean, he's a Montreal guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a, Is he a listen, Montreal guy? Yeah. He's, he lives he's here he's now. He's welcome
1: though. on the team. Uh,
2: Why the hell did I'm he I'm, she- glad,
3: I'm just glad you didn't choose at the Sox.
1: <laughs> Roger is, there, is is there any like you know special special Ed mentions that should uh, be on the team Toronto celebrities
3: uh, uh the weekend and uh whoever that chef guy is what's his name Maddie, Maddie, whatever oh Maddie Matheson yeah that guy
1: that's I, a good one
0: I'd like to see Sloan on the bench
1: yeah,
2: yeah. That, the four guys. Like your in whole Sloan. bench. Yeah, <laughs> your whole bench is flown, Thanks. Um, and then I can think of like multiple uh, Toronto quasi celebrities I would not put on the team because of of weird rumors that have been swirling for years about their personal life.
1: Yeah, let's leave those bastards <laughs> off. Uh,
2: yeah, and let's just yeah. say Who Nelly forgot that eyebrow ring on the bench. You know. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Nobody. <laughs> Nobody ever. Um. Okay. That's that's the pod, guys. Thank you both so it. much. Um. Roger, what's up? What you're you're doing shows? You're you writing for? Yeah, shit. yeah.
3: We got stuff going up. I guess a uh, big one again. We were talking about Adams, or I was talking about Adam Sandler not too long ago. Uh, a bunch of us are gonna organize a reading of the Grown Ups three spec script that, <laughs> that Tom Sharpling wrote. Wow. Uh, so we're gonna do a live reading of it at the Bad Dog Theater on january 29th at 8 p.m so and uh, all the proceeds are going to charity so come out and see that it's going to be really funny that's
1: amazing uh okay check that out everybody um will what's up what what are you working on what are you doing
2: i don't know man you know who uh who knows these days hey look you know what (laughs) you know what you can do uh uh you can um uh, you can uh, go fuck yourself. That's what you can do. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know what to... I don't yeah. know what. Sick. Cares, bro? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm like... I'm, I'm as like... I'm as like... Almost as far away as possible while remaining on the continent. So like... I just I just don't know uh, what uh, what I'm going to be able to uh, bring out. It's I don't funny. know. Call, you actually call fooled me that time. Call Satellite Radio and ask them to play uh, tracks off of my album. I get paid an okay amount of money from that. You okay, call. you hear not that? Call, but like email. I think it's email. I don't know.
1: You hear that, folks? If you find Will charming, <laughs> then you get on the horn and you call satellite radio <laughs> and you wait. You wait on hold, and you just make you make it happen for him. Okay? <laughs> Jeezy, crazy. Um, what about you, Fred? Are you gonna be on any trains
3: uh, in the upcoming future? Or?
1: Yeah, I'm going to be doing my Neil Breen thing. Uh, I'm going to try and make a movie inspired by trains, planes, and automobiles all by myself. I'm going to star <laughs> in it. I'm going to produce it, direct it, edit it, and uh, yeah, I'm just going to just going to rock it. No, but um, uh, will you also be uh, part-
2: Will you also be casting yourself as the uh, women who are like visibly uncomfortable to be kissing you <laughs> in your love scenes? Those
1: are definitely the most disturbing parts of his movies. It, it, Everyone yeah, else, it, that's those- not him.
2: Those are the parts that are like like less like there are moments in those where I'm like, this is less fun to watch, if I'm being honest.
1: Yeah, totally. Like yeah. I was having a laugh and now this is uh pretty scary.
2: Although then noise um, he makes the noise he makes in I think fatal findings when uh, he and his wife are like naked in the pool and she gets she gets like sniped. Uh, while he's holding her, and he just goes, "Jeez, like that is uh... <laughs> that is that is that is great movie making." Yeah, oh my that's, that's top
1: notch comedy right there. Jeez, oh jeez. Uh, okay, buddies. Um, yeah, thanks for listening to the pod. Help us out. Uh, trust me, those toques are on the way. And uh, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll we'll be back next week, uh, maybe with Ennis, maybe with Will. We'll see.